Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Amen, 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 amen. There's an awesome, absolute presence of the Lord Jesus Christ in the house of the Lord. The word of the Lord says he inhabits the praises of Israel. Can we say amen? We're not in Jerusalem. We're not on Mount Zion. We're not on Mount Carmel. We're, we're here in Tulare, California. Amen. As the Israel of God in the name of Jesus, lifting up our hands and our voices to the Lord Jesus Christ who alone is worthy to be praised and exalted. I don't know about you today, amen, but uh, my wife and I, we just got back into the valley just yesterday, pulled in yesterday afternoon, amen, and we're out running some errands this morning and walking in one of those stores where we're running errands. I could just feel the Holy Ghost, just begin to speak in tongues, amen, at home goods. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Who cares? Amen. Hallelujah. Just worship in the Holy Ghost. And that same spirit of the Almighty God is here tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated for a few moments of your time. What an absolute honor to be back in the house of the Lord in Tulare, California. I give honor to Bishop, uh, amen, and, and this great uh, church, amen, and Pastor Grogan. What a privilege, amen, to be with you and your family, amen. I feel the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus, amen. God is so good. Can we say amen? I don't know what you came with, but in the name of Jesus, I believe you're going to leave it at the altar in the name of the Lord Jesus and walk out of this place with a new diagnosis of healed in the name of Jesus and a new situation of being filled with the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. Can we shout amen? Hallelujah. It's a divine honor in the Holy Ghost to be with you here tonight. One of our favorite places. Amen. To come in the valley. Amen. Yes, I am from Goshen, California. Amen. Thank God for it. Amen. I was telling Pastor Grogan, amen, that considering the men of God that have pastored us in Goshen, Brother Cantrell was a tremendous preacher, but a dynamic teacher who founded us in the Word of God. Brother Battle was a visionary. Don't tell him it can't be done. He'll get it done. Amen. Hallelujah. And so that was a brick that was laid in the wall of our lives. And then Brother Winslow, mightily used in the gifts of the Holy Ghost, another brick in the wall. I thank God for men and women of God that have helped build a house of our lives in the spirit, don't you, in the name of Jesus? Amen, amen, amen. What an honor and a privilege it is to be with you here tonight. We have a small video that we'd like to show you for a few moments, but I feel a pulsating word from the Lord tonight. And so we want to go quickly to the word of God. So if you have that video ready, if you'd cue that up and begin to show it, we'd like to take you on a journey with us to Bangladesh in Jesus' name.
population of Bangladesh and a tremendous ministry team that is laboring in the vineyard of the Lord in Bangladesh. From here, Would you stand to your feet and let's lift our hands to the Lord, thanking him for the harvest. Hallelujah, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, church, would you begin to thank him for the harvest in Tulare, California, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We serve the same God. His name is Jesus, and he wants to do the same things right here in Tulare, California, in the San Joaquin Valley, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, hallelujah. As I stand before you tonight, in the name of the Lord, my wife and I, just approximately a little under four weeks ago, we were standing on Bangladesh soil, the nation that God has called us to, where we have been ministering for the last, amen, 28 years now. And I thank God for that. Now, as of December, amen, 31st of last year, our annual report, shows, amen, that there are now 30,500 Jesus name apostolics in the nation of Bangladesh with over 133 churches and preaching points in the name of Jesus. To God be all the glory. Can we say amen? And as I stand before you about four weeks ago, my wife and I were divinely blessed by God to be back home in the nation of our calling in the name of the Lord. We're on a Sunday night, just a, would have been a few days back, amen. We saw in one night, amen, 7,000 filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues for the very first time in their lives in the name of Jesus. Jesus, would you shout amen? And I believe in the name of the Lord that God wants to do that right here in Tulare, California, in the name of Jesus. It's time that we begin to lift our eyes and our faith in the name of Jesus Christ and begin to claim a thousand soul revival. And when we see that come to pass, a two thousand soul revival, three thousand, four thousand, in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. This valley is not so churchy, amen, and so burnt over in the name of Jesus, as some would say, but it is ripe, fertile ground for a divine move of the Holy Ghost and fire. Can we say amen? 
please remain standing if you would in the name of the Lord. But as I stand before you right now, we are toward the close of this deputation. Right now, all we need is six more PIMs. What does that mean? That yellow slip that we have become so familiar with, amen, as a PIM form represents one $50 PIM. Literally represents a tangible, amen, life-changing investment. What do you mean, Brother Corbin? And I will be brief because I feel to go into the word of the Lord. But it only cost us $50 a month to fully sponsor a Bible school student to attend Bible school and live on campus. And that building that is being built is set up for 100. Jesus' name, residential Bible school students, male and female. And so $50 a month is an investment. It's a seed that bears eternal and continual fruit. Can we say amen? And so we ask you in the name of the Lord, amen, maybe those six partners are here. But whatever you can do to help with the kingdom of God in Bangladesh, you have always supported the work of God around the world. This is a mission giving and a mission sending church. And we love you and absolutely appreciate you. But we need your help in the name of the Lord. I guide your attention to the book of Mark chapter 16 verse 14 through 20. And while you are turning there, you saw in the video a rendition, a 3D rendition of, amen, the Reverend Guy E. Rome Memorial School of Evangelism. I'm going to plant a seed here today in the name of the Lord. I am a son of the soil of where we are standing. I'm not an outsider. Everybody can say that right now. He's not an outsider. He's one of us. I was born into Larry, matter of fact, the old hospital in 1969, two months after my parents got the Holy Ghost in Goshen at the old church. But right now, we need to raise $125,000 to finish that building. One slab, which we have two more concrete slabs labs to go. And I'm just sparing my heart right now, and I know you're standing. Please remain standing if you would. But one of those slabs, which are eight inches thick with tons and tons of rebar, amen, cost us about $45,000 a piece. All we need is two more in the name of Jesus. And there is a tremendous man of God, amen, that as, amen, a son of the soil and a member of the Goshen Church. I would like to see, amen, a floor or two dedicated in the honor of pastor and bishop Harvey Cantrell in the name of Jesus. And I believe it's going to happen in the name of the Lord. So if God lays anything on your heart to build a classroom, sponsor a floor, a slab, whatever it is, we would appreciate that in the name of the Lord. But the book of 
Mark chapter 16, verse 14 through 20, I hasten to the word of God. The Bible says, afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart. He did not rebuke them because of their impetulance. He did not rebuke them because of their reckless abandon. And he did not rebuke them because they even abandoned him. But the Bible says he rebuked them because of their unbelief. Thank you, Pastor. You were in the flow of the Holy Ghost when you spoke on faith. And hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And I want to focus on verse 17 on. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. I want to be intentional tonight and state that amen. Jesus first thing in demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost that he mentioned was that in the name of Jesus believers would cast out devils. Can we say amen? Amen, amen, amen. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. I'm not going to teach a lengthy Bible study on this tonight, but that simply is basically an allegorical statement so that we would understand that Jesus was not sitting by another person in heaven, but it's simply stating that he was sitting in the power of almighty God can we say amen and they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following amen can we shout amen I'm going to be brief, but I want to read from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 through 21 before you're seated. The Ephesians chapter 3, 20 through 21, the Bible says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. It's in you in the name of Jesus. Uh, I'm not talking about a humanistic grab and hug a tree type of mentality that says, amen, God is in everything. But if you are filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in the name of Jesus, you are called and appointed by God to have an understanding that God wants to flow through you in the name of Jesus. 
The Bible says, verse 21, unto him be glory, and I'm being very intentional, in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages. Miracles aren't dead. They didn't die because we crossed the threshold into 2020. They're alive and well throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Would you lift your hands to the Lord, and let's ask him to speak to us tonight. Now, Lord Jesus, we come to you with praise, worship, and adoration tonight. We acknowledge that there is one, amen, Lord, one faith, one baptism, one king who sits on the throne. I ask in the name of Jesus that you would discipline my tongue and my mouth, my words, my thoughts. May no wayward word come out of my mouth, but that that is fitting to your body, your church. I ask in the name of Jesus that you would speak that in this place through my mouth to our ears in the name of Jesus Christ. And we will give you all the praise and all the glory. And the church says in Jesus' name. You may be seated in the house of God in the name of Jesus. In the book of Mark chapter 16, the Lord gives us a very powerful and yet poignant understanding. And that is this, and I'm not here to preach to you about soul winning. Of all places, amen, this city and town ought to be baptized with a vision by now of soul winning. Come on, I'm old school in that area. If you got the Holy Ghost and have been baptized in Jesus' name, you got the greatest thing in the world, and that is salvation in the name of Jesus. And who in the world do you think that you are not to talk to somebody about what God has done for you? I know I'll offend somebody, but I'll just say it in the beginning in the name of Jesus. We were brought up in that Goshen church across the tracks and then on this side of the tracks with an understanding of an unpreached word. And that was, uh, if you weren't soul winning, uh, you were most likely backslidden. Amen. Uh, And I'm not saying that that's the case. Can we say amen? Uh, But there ought to be something inside of us, uh, Holy Ghost field baptized in Jesus name on our way to heaven believers that say is I'm going to talk to anybody that I can about Jesus Christ Amen, amen, amen. But there is an understanding that God gives us from his word. And the first thing that he says, in my name shall you cast out devils. What's the understanding, Brother Corbin? The understanding simply is this. We must arise in the name of Jesus and tear down the strongholds of the enemy into Larry, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bind the spirits that have oppressed and oppose, amen, this church in the name of Jesus Christ and loose the spirit of God to do miracles, signs, and wonders and to bring people to salvation. Can we shout amen? 
You've got to understand in the name of Jesus that there is no devil from hell that is more powerful than the name of Jesus and the spirit of almighty God. Amen. Don't miss your opportunity for an amen and agreement in the Holy Ghost. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. We can talk about anybody that talks about the power of the devil. I'm just not interested because we've already crossed that divide in the name of Jesus. Brother Corbin, you better be careful talking about that spiritual stuff. Aren't we here to talk about spiritual stuff? Aren't we here to talk about deliverance? Aren't we here to talk about salvation? Salvation? Aren't we here to, amen, loose the Spirit of God to flow throughout the San Joaquin Valley in the name of Jesus? But the Bible says that you shall cast out devils in the name of Jesus Christ if you're a believer. Amen. It's time. And I'm not going to preach about this point too long here. But we have got to understand that we must arise in the authority of Jesus Christ and begin to boldly bind the spirits of hell that have bound this valley in the name of Jesus and loose the spirit of almighty God whose name is Jesus whom hell cannot resist can we say amen so the Bible says they shall take up serpents. I know that's multifold, multifaceted. And I'm going to talk to you about missions, no doubt, in the name of the Lord. But we've got to understand, amen, that that isn't just about Paul on the island of Miletus shaking off a snake or a serpent into the fire. But it gives us a spiritual understanding, amen, that you have authority over sin, sickness, and disease. How do you have it? Jesus, while he's laying in the goes down into hell goes down in the depths of the earth takes the keys of death hell and the grave away from the devil and over and comes out victorious that when he rose it wasn't just about a body back to life of the almighty God manifest in flesh but it was a celebratory amen sign that Jesus has won the victory and if we are in him and he is in us then we have the authority and power over amen death hell and the grave in the name of Jesus some say I don't know if I have the authority over death hell and the grave but in the name of Jesus you can boldly speak amen looking in the eyes of death and say I'm going to live and not die in the name of Jesus I'm going to overcome this I'm going to walk out of this room healed in the name of Jesus and filled in the name of Jesus why because he has overcame and therefore I am an overcomer who through him who strengthens me can we say amen 
Amen. But then he says in the word of God, amen, 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 it, amen. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He gives you authority to cast out devils. He gives you the authority over hell in the name of Jesus. Devil don't like this message, but I'm going to preach it anyways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And amen. He gives us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Authority to pray in the name of Jesus and watch hell backpedal in a panic and watch cancer run out the door in the name of Jesus. Watch tumors disappear. Watch the dead raise in the name of Jesus. The deafs hear and the mutes sing worship unto almighty God. Why? Because it's the power of the name of Jesus. So I've come simply to encourage someone tonight with an understanding in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I'm, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon of new age preachers. But there's power of life and death in the tongue. So you need to look at your situation in the name of Jesus and say, I curse this disease. I curse this situation in the name of Jesus. I curse the hounds of hell that have been nipping at our heels in the name of Jesus and I release the almighty power of God to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. I feel a word of prophecy in the house of the Lord to simply tell you this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You cannot think big enough or great enough to go beyond the place that God has established as the borders of the vision of this church. Amen. But you need to knock on that door again tonight in the name of Jesus and say, God, expand our vision. Expand our territory. Expand our understanding. There's a thousand soul revival sitting here in faith in the name of Jesus. But I don't believe that's where it ends. I believe that's part of just the beginning of what God wants to do. You may say, well, brother, that sounds kind of grandiose. That sounds kind of out of our measure. Anything that's in your measure is not from God because God always will go above and beyond what you can think and what you can imagine and what you will ask. If you say, God, I believe in a thousand soul revival, he's there saying, but I got two in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I will never forget, amen, that day in, in our house in prayer. And I want to say, if you want to know what the secret to revival is and the move of the Holy Ghost, it is prayer and fasting and fasting and pray. And you pray till your eyeballs feel like they're about to fall out of your head. You push them back in in the Holy Ghost, get a drink of water and keep on praying in the name of Jesus and fast and pray and fast and pray. Amen. I know we got an in and out burger off of Mooney, but
but this thing isn't an in and out drive through thing. Amen. Uh, give me a quickie, Lord Jesus. Uh, let me have a quick, uh, amen, approach to revival. No, it comes uh, through prayer and it comes through fasting. But if you'll show up where he can speak and you are and you will and you're doing it now, he'll show up and he'll speak things into your spirit that are beyond what you can do. I'm sitting in the prayer room in the house and I want to say you need to build an altar prayer. You need to build an altar prayer in your house. Don't let your prayer life only be just off of this road and that road right here at the altar. Let your babies hear you call the name of Jesus in the midnight hour. That would drive me up the wall with conviction when my mama would pray, amen, and call my name, amen. There was an altar of prayer off a far road and Avenue 305. There was an altar in that old wooden house. It was not built with planks. Amen. That literal altar. No, it wasn't there. But that altar of prayer was mama laid on her back calling out a rebellious boy's name who the devil tried to consume me. Amen. But mama would pray in the Holy Ghost and it would get down into my spirit. And I'm an answer to midnight to two in the morning prayer. Hallelujah. Where my mama interceded for a rebellious boy. Can we say amen? But oh, I'm, I'm in that altar room of prayer. Sitting on the sofa praying. There's some bay windows there. And I'm praying. And the Lord steps into that room, Pastor Grogan. And God said, how many people do you believe I can save in this nation? You heard me say it in the video. I said, God, I believe you can save a million souls. I believe in you for a million soul revival. I heard God say, calm and cool and quiet. It is done. Can we shout amen? And that video of that crusade, which was not the last crusade that we just had. Amen. But that video of that crusade, before we were landed on the ground, I'm sitting in the airplane, flying with the team members. There's 62 of us or so in a 72-seat plane that are apostolics. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about lay me down to sleep apostolics. Can we say amen? I'm talking about meet me at the altar, apostolics. Amen. The Holy Ghost hit that plane several miles up in the air, and we began to lift our hands and speak in tongues while the pilot flew. I don't know what he thought. I don't give a flying monkey's tail what he thought. Can we say amen? Amen, amen, because the Holy Ghost stepped onto that plane as the ultimate passenger. Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost hit that plane where our hands are up in the air. We're speaking in tongues and praising God. And all of a sudden, tongues from the Lord to speak to the church comes forth. And it's interpreted. And I didn't do it. Amen. Someone else interpreted. And the Lord said, this nation belongs to me, hallelujah. I, I was 
spinning while sitting still. I was running the outside aisles of that plane while still sitting. I could have. I felt like I could have. Because what God was saying is if you'll pray it, I'll do it. Amen. And I'll go beyond what you asked me for in the name of Jesus. It takes the Lord, makes the Lord great pleasure to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to save the lost. And if we'll simply ask, he'll show up. Can we say amen? I'm not going to belabor this point, but I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Amen. We landed on the ground. This was in 2018. We landed. I don't know what the pilot thought. Maybe he looked in the back and had a mirror camera or something and said, they don't look like Osama bin Laden, so they must be all right. Amen. But we landed, and the Holy Ghost hit that place. I'm in the hotel room. And it looks like it's going to be an absolute washout. We got 83 buses that have about 80 to 100 people apiece coming on them. And it looks like it's going to be a washout. There was a warlock cursing the crusade in the name of Allah. Asking Allah to wash us out in that crusade ground, which was an open air sports facility. I'm sitting in the hotel room, Pastor Grogan, and the Lord says, get on your feet and step to the large window that was in our room. And the Lord says, look at those clouds and prophesy to them in my name and command them that they cannot dump rain on that crusade ground. Can we say amen? Some people say, well, I've never seen that done before. That's all right in the name of Jesus. God wants to do a lot of things in Tadari that we've never seen him do before. I don't know about you, but I want to see that in the name of the Lord. And so I'm standing in the window of the hotel and I got my hands out and I'm commanding the clouds and prophesying to them in the name of Jesus. 4.30 in the evening comes. We're on the bus. It looks like it's going to be a washout, but not with God. Hallelujah. Amen. We got to the ground. Amen. God threw a double rainbow in the sky from one end of the crusade to the other that stayed over that crusade ground for 30 minutes. It rained cats and dogs and Kentucky mules and everything else you want to say outside of that crusade ground. So much so it was to the knees in some parts of the city. But it could not rain one drop on that crusade ground. That warlock went to his daddy and said, I don't understand. And his daddy, who was Muslim himself, said, you've got to understand, son. You could not succeed because those people worship the one true only living God. Hallelujah. 5,382 received the gift of the Holy Ghost. To God be all the glory. Amen, amen, amen. Brother Grogan, we're in the we're in the hotel dining hall. It's breakfast on Monday morning. We're about to catch a three-hour bus ride, amen, to the, the airport and fly to the capital. We're having our orient dis uh, not disorientation, amen, but we're having our debriefing. 
and we're sitting there having breakfast and so on and we're congratulating and we're thanking people for their sacrifice and their effort. And while we're sitting there, I watched two people, a man and a woman, come through the door and the Holy Ghost pointed them out to me, introduced myself to them. And I said, well, we're missionaries. And the moment I said that, the young lady spoke up and she said, she said, Pastor, we need prayer. We have a family situation that we need prayer concerning. I'm talking about an 83% were Muslim society, not our. You need to catch that. Not our. We don't claim them to remain Muslim in the name of Jesus. So we watch the way we speak in the name of the Lord and speak blessings. But anyway, she walks in and she says, we need prayer. And the Holy Ghost immediately spoke to me and said, today I'm going to fill her with the Holy Ghost right here in this restaurant. I said, sis. I said, if you'll repent of your sins right now, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. You'll feel a weird sensation come in your mouth, and I'm sorry if that offends you if I explain the Holy Ghost that way, but to somebody that's never heard about the Holy Ghost, that's a pretty good way of explaining it. You'll feel a weird sensation come in your mouth, and all of a sudden words will come out of your mouth that are not your own language, and that's the Holy Ghost. I said, do you want it? Without hesitation, she said, I want it. I said, lift your hands to the Lord. Her brother was standing beside her. She can't even get her hands up. Amen. He's trying to get her hands up and he's back on his back on the restaurant floor speaking in tongues within a split second. She finally gets her hands up in the air and within 10 seconds she's speaking in other tongues in the hotel restaurant over breakfast. I'm here to tell you in the name of Jesus, God wants to do those type of things right here in Tulare, California in the name of the Lord. But you've simply got to say God I'm asking for you to pour out your spirit like never before can we say amen 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 because if the word of God is true and it is hallelujah to the lamb Thy word, O oh God, is forever settled in heaven. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but thy word shall remain. We're word people tonight, are we not? In the name of the Lord, if it ain't in the word, it ain't worth a hill of beans. Amen. If it is not based on the word of God, it, it, there's no justification for it. Amen. Every word that God says is supported by his word. Can we say amen? And so you and I have got to understand, amen, that if we'll ask it, he'll do it in the name of Jesus. Some will say, well, Brother Corbin, what do you do with death then? Because we have prayed for people that have crossed the threshold of this life into eternity that were believers and we prayed in the name of Jesus. I don't know all answers to every question, but this is what I do know. We understand the will of God by the word of God. Can we say amen? Amen. 
And what did Jesus do? Can we say amen? And there are multiple, amen, testimonies from the word of God that stand in front of us today that say things like this. And they brought all that were sick and oppressed and possessed. And the Bible says, and he healed them all. All. Hallelujah. He healed them all. What is that saying? I don't, I've got loved ones that have gone to be with Jesus through the avenue of sickness and disease. But honey, don't you check out before your time in the name of Jesus. Because perhaps, and not just perhaps, there is someone here tonight that you feel the throes of death around you your neck because of sickness but if he healed them all on the hills of Jerusalem then he can heal us all in the house of the Lord in Tulare. Amen, amen. I probably shared this with you a few years ago when Brother Eli Hernandez was here. Maybe not. Amen. Because it was such a powerful move of God. But about five years ago, maybe four, a little boy walked into the house of God in the capital city church of Dhaka. Dhaka represents 16 or 15 to 20, uh, 15 to 16 or 18 million people in a city that is not even 20 miles across. Amen. A vast population. 5,000 new people come to the capital city every day for work. So if we win 5,000 today, we've got to win 5,000 tomorrow just to break even. And in the name of the Lord, we will do everything that we can to do so in Jesus' name. But anyways, a little boy walked into the house of God. It was four or five years ago or so. Was the most unruly child I'd ever laid eyes on outside of James Corbin himself. But to my dismay, I was shocked. I think I shared with you before. I, 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 I did not know his story. And sometimes it helps to know people's story before you pass judgment. I'm over there damning and condemning his mama, saying to God, God, if he or she only knew this was the house of God, she'd control that baby because he would cry out. He'd run hither and thither and so on, and he'd just cry out and scream out. And I'm there I am standing in my unrighteous judgment. Not everything we do is right. I'm judging in unrighteousness. And the Lord slaps me with a Holy Ghost slap and says, shut your mouth and get your hands off him. I'm thinking, God, I'm not even touching him. And a few seconds later, Mama walks to the front standing here. And she says in, our, in the sanctuary there, she's got her head down. And she said, brother, pastor, I'm so sorry, but my baby was born deaf and dumb. And for the last two years, we've spent everything that we've had to see him healed. And he cannot hear and he cannot speak. I said, Mama, don't you ever stop that baby from coming to the house of God. He ain't bothering us in the name of the Lord. And by the way, can I say this? I'm going to preach just a moment here on this and meddle a little bit. Amen. We ought to open the doors to anybody and everybody in the house of God. We don't care what they look like. 
like, sound like, smell like, talk like. Because one moment with Jesus will rock your world in the name of Jesus and change you and remake you in the name of Jesus. And we can bury that old self in the water of baptism in the name of Jesus and a new self that looks like Jesus and acts like Jesus. Come on up out of that water. It happened for you and it happened for me in the name of the Lord. But I'm moving quickly tonight. But that young boy would come to the house of God. He would come and and he would cry out. He'd scream out. I couldn't understand what he was saying because he couldn't either. Because he couldn't talk and he never heard a voice before. But he would watch me preach. And after I was done, I'd be sitting on the front row. And he'd come with that little hand. And he'd stretch it out because he saw us laying hands on people. And I'd kneel on down, amen, to, to let a little boy, a little three-year-old that was deaf and dumb lay his hands on my head and pray whatever he, what I, he, he didn't know what he said, he couldn't understand words, but he could feel in the Holy Ghost. Can we say amen? And I was thinking in my mind, God, we're going to let this baby keep on doing this, Lord, because if he gets close enough to the Holy Ghost, you'll get a hold of that sweet baby, and you'll heal him in the name of Jesus, and you'll fill him with your spirit. Well, it was a night like tonight, amen. Uh, Amen, it was a Sunday night, even though this is Wednesday night. uh, Amen, which would have been your Sunday morning. I was tired. I was through preaching and was kind of propped up on the pulpit, amen. Uh, And the Lord said, tell mama to bring him to the front. Tonight, I open his ears and loose his tongue. Can we say amen? What are you talking about, Brother Corbin? I just want to build a brick, amen. want to put a brick in your wall of faith to cause you to understand God can do above and beyond what you ask in the name of Jesus. And if he can do it, he might as well do it now, and he might as well heal you now, might as well feel you now, might as well do what you're asking in the name of Jesus and what you need. So mama brought him to the front, amen, the Holy Ghost said, and this is not, amen, this is not one size fits all. So if you find someone deaf, it doesn't mean God's giving you the authority to do what I'm going to tell you God told me to do. But the Lord said, take your fingers and stick them in his ears and command those ears to open and that tongue to be loosed. We laid hands on him. I did what the Lord said. I'm nothing. I want you to know that. Just dust to Larry dust blown in the wind can we say amen everything is of him and for him for his glory and his honor and his praise you have no power outside of Jesus Christ and outside of his working can we say amen And so we laid hands on him, put my fingers in his ears. We began to pray for him. The Holy Ghost hit that building that is made out of brick and concrete. It was like the building began to sway under the power of the Holy Ghost. Within 30 seconds to one minute, bam, his ears popped open by the power of God and his tongue was loose and he walked out of that place hearing perfectly and 
speaking perfectly in Jesus' mighty name. Pastor Grogan, it was the last night of this last crusade where 7,000 just got the Holy Ghost. Tremendous miracles, signs, and wonders took place. And this is intentional tonight because I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Amen, amen. There, was a, there, were, there were literally folks, I'm talking about follow-up cards, all of that. We follow up in the name of the Lord. And we want to know what happened to them. But there were at least 100 individuals that raised their hands saying that they came with some sort of paralysis and they were healed in the name of Jesus Christ. I think it was a man or it was 60 healed of paralysis or vice versa. I think it was 60 healed of paralysis and a hundred blinded eyes open. Amen. Amen. One man came. However they got him there, I do not know. But he was totally paralyzed. But he left totally healed in the name of Jesus Christ. But it was Sunday night, 7,000 had just received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I was tired, team responsibilities and all of that, ready to head out of the crusade ground. Most of the people had already left, getting on their buses, amen. But my wife was with a group, amen, in the front at the altar. And they were praying. I found out for a little girl, amen, that was a mute, amen. And while they're late, see, sometimes you think God's done and he ain't done yet. Hallelujah. Amen. They're laying hands on her, praying that God would heal her and give her the ability to speak. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost hits her and she begins to speak for the very first time and the very first words out of her mouth was the very first word was the name of Jesus hallelujah she walked out of that place saying Jesus 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 Oh, you've come too late to tell me that God doesn't do miracles in 2020 Hallelujah, he's a miracle worker. Can we shout amen? Amen, 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 amen. Miracle signs and wonders. Amen. Brother Easter's son, I forget Brother Easter Sr.'s first name, but Brother Easter's son came on this crusade. Young man, probably 18, 19, 20 years old, came in and said, I'd never seen God do a miracle before in my life. Basically, what he was saying was he had come to see the Lord do a miracle. And, uh, and, and he said it was Sunday morning, testifying time of what God did on Saturday night. But he said, I, I, can't, I, I never seen God do a miracle before in my life. And so, amen, I saw this little baby that when I got up close to this child... One of the ears, I think possibly on the right side, was fully developed, or vice versa, left side. But one of the other ears was not developed, 
and there possibly was a part of the ear that was not there, and including possibly there was not even an ear canal there. And so he said, I put my hands on the side of this little child's head, both sides, and he's thinking in his mind, God, I've never seen a miracle before, but I'm praying in the name of Jesus for you to do a miracle and heal this child here tonight in the name of Jesus. And I want you to hear this. He prays in the name of the Lord. Lord. He's, he wouldn't, we wouldn't call him a giant in the faith. He's just somebody that is testing the waters, wanting to see, hungry to see God do a miracle. He lays hands on the place on that child's head where there should have been an ear, amen, where there was only just a portion and perhaps no ear canal at all. But when he prayed in the name of Jesus, something got a hold of that little baby, hallelujah. And when he removed his hands, the ear was fully developed and the ear canal was there and the child could hear every word, every sound from that ear that the child could not hear from. So what are you saying, Brother Corbin? I'm just here to tell you this. You don't have to be a giant in the faith, amen, known as a crusade speaker or conference speaker, amen, or preacher even behind this pulpit even to see the miracle working hand of God, amen, in your life and flow through you. All you need to be is a believer. You might even be a believer on the fringes that would say, I've never seen it before. I'm not really sure about this, but I'm just testing God right now. And I will tell you this, God will honor the test and he'll honor your faith in the name of the Lord Jesus. And he will show up and do wonders in the name of the Lord. Can we shout amen? I'm, I'm not going to be much longer if our musician could come, our brother that was playing the keyboard and maybe just the basic worship musicians. That's all I feel to have come in the name of the Lord. Because there's some of you, even on the praise and worship team, you're dealing with physical struggles, you're dealing with sickness, or you're dealing with emotional struggles, and you need an absolute miracle from God. And so I'm here to speak to you in the name of Jesus. We can stand here and talk all night. We won't, I promise. I'm being good. Miracle signs and wonders, God doing great things. And one day seeing 1,200 baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for their mission of their sins. Amen. 5,382 received the Holy Ghost. 7,000 received the Holy Ghost. Folks, it does not get old, can we say Amen. When one receives the Holy Ghost, I rejoice for that one, just like heaven does. Can we say amen? Don't be a respecter of person and don't be a respecter of numbers either. Some say, I'm not into the number game. Well, you probably need to, to be in the number game because there's over 59,000 in Tulare that don't know Jesus. That's not the sense that I'm talking about numbers. The sense that I'm talking about numbers is you should not celebrate Amen for 200 and not celebrate for two. Every soul matters to God. But it was five years ago. We can talk about Timbuktu and Kalamazoo and 
And I love missions. I love Bangladesh. I absolutely love it. We're missionaries to Bangladesh and India. Tremendous blessing and tremendous weight of responsibility. We thank God for it, though. Seeing lives changed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Woman healed of leukemia in Calcutta, India. Hundreds are getting the Holy Ghost in Calcutta, India, coming alive. One of the units in India has over 107,000 members. To God be the glory. That's just a drop in the bucket, though, of what God wants to do. That's just one unit. God's moving in a great and mighty way. But I haven't come to you just to talk to you tonight about Bangladesh and India. Done cool things, exciting things, rode elephants, been in crusades. And, and the elephant is not before the crusade. Can we say amen? Some, it's a, we live in the country of the home of the royal Bengal tiger, been down in the forest, mangrove forest where they are, seen gators, crocodiles, kingfishers, all kinds of really neat things. It's exciting. We can talk about those things. AYC, tremendous. God's blessing. Bible school, 59 students have graduated. Tremendous. But I haven't come to talk to you about Bangladesh and India only. The Holy Ghost has spoken to my spirit that God wants to do miracle signs and wonders here. He wants to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost here. And if he is no respecter of person, and he is not, and can I tell you, if he's no respecter of person, he's no respecter of borders, barriers. And, and that's not a political statement. That's a spiritual statement. I don't mean it in the political sense at all. But God, if he would do that there and not here, then he's an unjust God. But he's not unjust. So five years ago, when we were flying to a world record deputation here in the States, flying into Los Angeles, LAX, I'm sitting on the plane, Pastor Grogan and Bishop, and I'm, I'm looking out the windows. I'm tired. It's a long journey, but I feel the Holy Ghost on the plane. And you can make a plane an altar, a room of Pentecost. Can we say Amen. I pray in the Holy Ghost on planes, speaking tongues on airplanes. I do not care. If they can get a Muslim prayer mat out on the middle of the plane floor or the Pakistani lady flying with us recently from Turkey can pray in her seat to Allah, then I can pray in the Holy Ghost on that same plane sitting beside her. But flying into L.A., the Lord spoke to me and the Lord said, because this nation has sent my missionaries around the world with my gospel, I am about to revisit her and baptize her with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And about a year and three months ago, I'm being brief and I'm being to the point, I promise. But about a year and three months ago, we flew to the United States on miles, airline miles, for the birth of our grandbaby. Oh, my, that changes everything. Can we say amen? I look at him, and nothing but a smile exudes from my face. It's a life-changing thing. But don't rush to it, young people. Can we say amen? 
You don't need to be a grandparent too early. But we're flying to St. Louis. Our grandbaby came early. And a friend of mine, Brother Jeff Morgan, he contacts us. And I think he's a friend of yours too. But he said, Brother Corbin, since you're in the area, I'd like for you to preach for us in Mountain Home, Arkansas. And I don't know if any of you have been to Mountain Home, Arkansas. But with all due respect, it ain't to Larry. Can we say amen? If there was a place that we could say was full of podockery, it would be someplace like that. It's a beautiful place, tremendous church, tremendous pastor. But as I'm driving the truck into the hotel parking lot, and here's where I'm getting to it, the Lord said, tonight, while the ministry of the word is even going forth, I will walk up and down the aisles of that church and I will lay my hands upon my people and I will heal them where they are. I said, Lord, yes, sir. And the Lord said, you go to that hotel room and you study about the power of the name of Jesus. That's what you're going to preach. Went to church. If you'll stand with me right now. Amen. Went to church and the Holy Ghost hit that place. Standing room only, 250 people plus inside. Tremendous church. And by the way, Mountain Home is a beautiful place, but it's pretty remote. But the Holy Ghost doesn't care about your remoteness. It doesn't care about your... Some people say, well, we, we can't have revival because look at all the sin in our community. Since when does God predicate what he wants to do on the, earth, on the worldliness of this world? We know about Noah and the ark and all of that. That's a different story. But revival is not being held back by this carnal community in Tulare and Basaya. You know what gets the attention of God for revival? Is when my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. So the problem isn't the sinners of this world, it's the saints of this world. If we'll pray and we'll ask God will show up, but I'm tired. It's all right. In your tiredness, reach out unto the Lord. And so, and I'm, and, and I'm being quick right here. And so we went to the church. The Holy Ghost began to move. They handed me the mic. And we began to lift our hands to the Lord and worship God. And the Holy Ghost hit that place like he hit that place in Dhaka when that little deaf and boy, dumb boy was healed. God hit that place, began to shake that place under the power of the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Lord stopped me and said, there's a man here with an electrical imbalance in his body that has caused him to have tremendous heart disease. I'm laying my hands on his head now and I'm healing him. And I just said it. You're here tonight. This is your situation. God's got his hand on your head right now, and he's healing you. He jumped to the front toward the close of the service, amen, when he had a moment, and he said, Brother Corbin, I am the one with the heart disease and the electrical imbalance that caused it, but the Lord hit me tonight and healed me tonight, and a year and three months later, he's still healed in Jesus' name. That's not Daka. That's Mountain Home, Arkansas. 
all of a sudden the Lord told me, and I, the Lord told me, he said, I want you right now to curse diabetes. My father died because of diabetes and kidney failure and complications thereof. And so the Lord said, curse it right now. I turned to the congregation. I said, I curse diabetes in your body. I command every gland in your body, every organ that produces insulin to be healed in the name of Jesus and command diabetes to leave your body. He jumped up, amen, as well. He said, for the last 17 years, I've been insulin dependent every single morning. I take injections and so on. But he said, Brother Corbin, I believe the Holy Ghost healed me. The next day he tested his blood. It was absolutely normal. And without outside insulin and change even of diet for the last year and three months, that man's sugar has been absolutely normal. What are you talking about? Bear with my time just for a moment as you hear something that you can reach out and grab hold to and say God if you could do it in Mountain Home you can do it right here can we say amen I'm being brief but I all of a sudden the Holy Ghost spoke a rare disease into my mind and into my spirit which is an abdominal disease that is for most people absolutely without the shadow of a doubt a fatal disease unless God shows up and heals them. So I spoke that disease name out. Young lady grabbed her smartphone, ran to the women's bathroom as fast as she could googled the name of a disease that perhaps she was hearing for the first time in her life. Every symptom matched hers and she thought God I'm going to die but before she could put her hand on the bathroom door to come to the sanctuary one more time the Holy Ghost met her in the ladies restroom of the church and mountain home and God healed her there and removed every symptom from her body and she walked out of the ladies restroom healed just a few more her friend that was another woman and mother of children who would pass out behind the wheel because of heart arrhythmia while she was driving her kids to school over and over again said, Lord, I know that preacher has prayed against heart disease, but if it's your will, you healed her, you can heal me. And if it's your will, stop that preacher and tell him to say it again. And I was walking on the platform, Bishop, and like I'm doing now, and it was like I hit a wall. And the Holy Ghost said, turn. And I turned to the congregation and the Lord said, say it again. I said it again. She said it was like a ball of fire came from the pulpit, hit her on the chest, literally threw her down in her pew. But when she got up, there was no more heart arrhythmia in the name of Jesus. And for the last year and three months, she's been healed. Brother Morgan told me there were 17 notable miracles that took place in that service. What are you talking about, Brother Corman? I'm just saying this to tell you this. If God could do it in Mountain Home, Arkansas, he can do it right here. So here's what I want you to do in the name of the Lord. If you're sick in your body, I'm aware of the time, and uh, this is, all God needs is a few moments of your time. 
But if you're sick in your body, you have pain in your body. Would you step out of your pew where you're standing and come and stand in the front in the name of the Lord? Don't kneel. Don't bow your head. You are coming as a king's kid in the name of Jesus. If you're taking medication for anything, if you're taking medication for anything, anything at all, step out of your pew. If you want God to heal you tonight, if you'll step out of your pew, I promise you, that's not an exercise in futility. Because if we're honest, when you're getting your brains beat out by sickness and disease, sometimes you don't even know what to pray. But when you put one foot in front of the other to come down to the altar of Jesus Christ, honey, your feet are praying for you in the name of Jesus by saying by each step you take toward God, amen, God wants to heal you in the name of the Lord. So I want you to come in the name of the Lord. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, you've never spoken in tongues, it's the will of God for you to receive it tonight. And if you'll come as well, God will fill you with the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord. Can we say amen, church? Here's what I want us to do. It's essential that you follow, that, that you just follow this advice that I'm about to give you. Most time when we pray and we do not receive, it's because either it's not the will of God or we're praying wrong. But God's obligated to answer my prayer anyways. He is not obligated to answer a prayer that is prayed outside of his will. Can we say amen? And so here's what I want you to do. Whatever sickness is in your body, maybe it's an emotional situation that you're dealing with as well. God wants to heal the seed of your emotions just as well as he wants to heal you of cancer, tumors, or whatever it is, diabetes in the name of the Lord. Just as important. And I'm being brief. But the first thing we're going to do is I want you to think about the disease or the pain, wherever you're hurting, whatever you've been diagnosed with. I want you to begin to think about it. And in a moment, not right now, but in a moment, we're going to begin to speak that thing out loud. And we're going to begin to curse it in the name of Jesus. How do I curse a disease? Now, when you're cursing the sickness, just because you have a problem, a sickness, or a cancer, or a tumor, it doesn't mean that you have a devil. Can we say amen? You don't have a devil because you got a fever. You don't have a devil because you have cancer. You don't have a devil because you have pain in your body. That's not at all what we're saying. But the Bible says there's power of life and death in the tongue. Can we say amen? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when we were diagnosed, we spoke about it. And amen. And so we gave birth in one sense in the spirit world. And by the way, hell doesn't care if we do things ignorantly. Well, I didn't know. Hell doesn't care about that, not knowing. But it will mark your mouth. And so when we begin to speak and we begin to say, you know, well, I'm, this is just the way it's got to be. No, the devil is a liar. It doesn't have to be that way in the name of Jesus. God will heal you tonight and deliver you tonight. And you can walk away from this place healed, delivered, and filled. Why would he do it for a little three-year-old boy and skip you? Can we say amen? 
So we're going to curse that disease. I just want to give you an understanding of what it means to pray against a disease. If it's diabetes, this is what you're going to say. Diabetes, I come against you with the blood of Jesus. You've affected my family. You've affected my body. You've damaged my body. Amen. I hurt because this, whatever it is, diabetes, whatever it is. And just say, in the name of Jesus, I command this disease to leave my body in the name of Jesus Christ. I shut the door to this sickness in the name of Jesus. You feel that in the Holy Ghost. I shut this door. I break this DNA chain and curse in the name of Jesus. Because somebody's standing here and you were told it was your mama, so it's you and you're going to pass it down to your baby. The devil is an absolute liar in the name of Jesus and it leaves your body tonight and it dies tonight and it doesn't into your generation. Can we say amen? So we're going to curse that disease in the name of Jesus. And then the second thing that we're going to do is then we're going to lift our hands. You do not bow when you curse a sickness. You do not take this posture when you curse sickness. But you arise with your shoulders back and head up and finger out, most likely if you're like James Corbin, amen. And you bind that disease. But when you have bound that disease, begin to lift your hands then to the Lord. And with both hands in the air, say, Jesus, tonight I receive my healing. I open my body up to Lord Jesus, the healing oil of the Lord to flow on me and in me, Lord Jesus, healing me tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Would you shout amen? It's already happening. Amen. I'm aware of the time. Amen. But if you'll just begin to, here's what we're going to do one more time. We're going to curse that sickness. You must curse it with your own mouth. Your mouth spoke about it. It's not untrue that you have true pain in your body and true disease. I am not discounting that in one iota. But we're coming to the place where we say, God, you'll do exceeding and abundantly above all that we ask or think. And so in Tulare, we're no less believers than Kulna Bangladesh and we want you to show up God healing us and feeling us in the name of Jesus so we're going to curse that disease you speak it with your own mouth and when then with your hands lifted high begin to simply say to God God I receive it in the name of Jesus and at this altar tumors die in the name of Jesus Christ diabetes dies in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, would you begin to curse that disease right now? By the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus, I command every disease in your body to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Sickness and disease, I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. The word of God says that when a strong man is in his 
palace, his goods are safe. But when one stronger than him comes, amen, he will take him and take his spoils. And in the name of Jesus, I command every disease in this place to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. Diabetes, I curse you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Cancer, I curse you in the name of Jesus. Fibromyalgia, I curse you in the name of Jesus. Every disease of the nerves, I curse you in the name of Jesus. The disease of the kidneys, I curse that disease in the name of Jesus. Fatty liver, I curse you in the name of Jesus. Whatever that disease is, I command you to leave this place. Leave their bodies in the name of Jesus. Heart disease, we take authority over you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, begin to speak it right now. Begin to speak it right now. Curse it. Command it to leave your body. If it's emotions, amen, amen. Begin to curse that, the diagnosis in the name of Jesus. I take authority over the spirit of bipolarism in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind that in the name of Jesus. I command that to leave your mind in the name of Jesus. Cancer, you must go. Every tumor must disappear in the name of Jesus. Come on, begin to lift your hands to the Lord right now. Begin to lift your hands to the Lord right now. Just a few more moments of prayer right now. Begin to lift your hands to the Lord and lift your voice to the Lord. Say, God, I receive it right now. Come on, church, don't wait, don't wait, don't stop in the name of the Lord. Begin to say, God, I receive my healing in the name of Jesus. Come on right now, begin to say that this is where God does the work right now. Hallelujah, you've taken authority over that disease. It no longer has the authority to rule over you, but you are ruling over it in the name of Jesus. And you've commanded it to leave your body. It must go in the name of Jesus. Now begin to lift your hands to God right now and say, God, I receive it in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. If God has already healed you, begin to lay hands on somebody just for a few more moments. If God has already healed you, lay hands on somebody right now. Amen. If someone is here that needs the Holy Ghost, begin to pray with them in the name of Jesus. There is a sickness that came through your lineage that is being broken in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost is moving right now. Lift your hands to the Lord. Everyone in the house of the Lord, lift your hands to the Lord right now. He's doing the work right now. Hallelujah. Be healed in the name of Jesus. I command every cell in your body to be made whole in the name of Jesus Christ. God, you're the restorer, Lord Jesus. And so the damage that was done by disease that has left their body and you've healed them from, I ask the Lord Jesus that you would pay them 
back, Lord Jesus, with total restoration of what was lost in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, just lift your hands to the Lord. Ask God to fill you with his spirit.